Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is the Dan Grasso Show. Scherzer's only been here for a little over a year. Verlander's been here for five minutes. He's made three starts. Who's the leader on this team? There isn't a vocal guy that's going to come out there and necessarily take charge. I mean, that's just not in the DNA of some of these players. All I know is this isn't good enough. And for the amount of money that they put into this team, they're not getting the results that certainly Steve Cohen and everybody else thought that they would get with a record-setting payroll. Still time to turn it around? Yeah, absolutely. But you confident? It's hard to have faith right now. It's hard to have confidence. From what we've seen from this team, it's not good. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number we're taking for another 30 minutes. Then we're going to send things down up, or send things up, I should say, to Boston. Heat and Celtics game, one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Should be a good one. I think the Celtics win the series. I think Miami will get a couple. Say Celtics in six. I just think the Celtics, deeper team, more talent. Those usually work in your favor pretty good if you're trying to win a series. And I still think they, and look, they got the best player in Jason Tatum, who even though he struggled a little bit in that closeout game, he still found his way to make shots in game six, came back, made plays. And Jalen Brown is no slouch as we know either, you know, and potentially even closing the gap on Tatum. And I like how this Boston team, you know, backs against the wall, still found a way to win game six, on the road, facing elimination against Philadelphia, came back, and then won game seven to move on to the conference finals here. This should be a good one, should be a physical series, but I think the Celtics will be a little bit too much and get back to the NBA finals for a second straight season. We shall see. So, John Morant can't keep off Instagram live. Can't keep a gun out of his hands while he's on Instagram, all those things. Even when he swore up and down that he was going to be better and he was going to be more responsible and do the things that are expected of an NBA player. And we had the thing happen there over the weekend. And so he put out a statement last night. He said, I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey and I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. Now, I don't know if he actually like wrote that statement himself. I would probably hesitate to say that he did. But when I saw the statement last night, I, I got to be honest with you. I had to actually go back and look at the statement from the first time he got in trouble because I thought it was exactly the same as the first time. Like a lot of the same words kind of ring true again, right? Take full accountability, more work to do, committed to working on myself. Like a lot of the stuff you saw back in the first one. And Look, a lot of people have had their say of this, you know, in the sports world, out of the sports world, you name it. But what it comes down to, and I, and I, I, I you know, referenced this last night. Is he breaking a law? No. Okay, that's, that, that's established, but not, that's not what this is about. Playing in the NBA, playing in the NFL, the, the Major League Baseball, and whatever, it's a privilege, it's a privilege that affords you to make an unbelievable living beyond probably all of your wildest dreams. 
And all they ask of you is, one, don't embarrass the league. Don't make us make awkward decisions, and don't put us in a bind. Right? Don't make us look like fools, because when you damage the reputation of our league and our brand and our bottom line, that's when we're going to intervene. Like, think about it. We were just talking about Evan Fournier a little while ago. Evan Fournier barely played this year. And he gets an $18 million paycheck. Think about that for a second. Think about how many bad contracts are given out. Think about guys who make a king's ransom and do absolutely nothing to earn it on a night-in, night-out basis. That's what I'm talking about, the privilege of the livelihood that it affords you. But when things like this happen, it could possibly stain the reputation of the league. Like, for example, go back about... 20 years ago, when the whole malice at the palace happened with the Pistons, Indiana, and you had that whole thing with Ron Artest, Jermaine O'Neal, this, that, that was a horrible look for the NBA. And the NBA needed years to dig out from that, from a public relations standpoint, because people saw that. All right, whether you decided to get the whole story, break down the film, hear all sides of it, it doesn't matter. People, to a large degree, saw that episode and viewed it as NBA players going into the crowd and throwing punches at paid customers. And you know who took a hit for that? The league. Because there was a lot of people that then automatically just assumed that the NBA was a bunch of thugs in the league. And that's bad for business, right? And think of how long it took for them to crawl out from that and to put that episode behind them. But it stained the reputation of the league. And that's why when you have a situation like this with a guy who is one of the stars of the league, one of the faces of the league, potentially damaging his reputation, the league's reputation, his bottom line, the league's bottom line, it all goes hand in hand. And that's why the league has to step up and do something. That's why they thought they did something a few months ago, and they're going to have to act again. It's not about breaking laws, not breaking laws. If the league feels that their reputation is in jeopardy, that is when they are forced to act. And you know what? They have that within their rights. They can do that. You see it in other sports. You know, even though players, let's say, don't commit crimes... It still doesn't mean that the league says we're not going to allow you to play. You know, even though it was despicable, but the crap that Trevor Bauer has been tied into the last couple of years, he wasn't charged with the crime, remember? The whole legal thing played itself out, even though it was despicable. Major League Baseball said, no, you're not good for our business. So that's why he's pitching in Japan and not doing a good job of it either, I saw the other day. You know, how many years ago was it Tom Brady went through the ringer and got suspended four games for allegedly deflating footballs. Now, last time I checked, that's not a crime. You're not going to go to jail for letting some air out of footballs or paying somebody to let air out of footballs. Whether he did it or not, and we know how much of a fiasco that whole thing was. But the bottom line is, he still got suspended from it. Because the NFL thought that that violated and jeopardized their integrity. 
No difference here. None whatsoever. The league has a right to act as they see fit. And as far as he's concerned, the player, you hope that the first time was a wake-up call. It wasn't. Because this is now. And you might think that it's harmless, and you might think that, you know, it's just a 23-year-old dude acting out as he wants to and, you know, as he feels that maybe people his age do now with this social media world and on and on and on. But what happens when something really, really bad takes place? Tori, you can't put out a statement and apologize. And the damage is potentially irreparable. And people are at risk of getting hurt. Then what? That's what you have to prevent by sending a message. 800-919-3776. That is a telephone number. Richard's in Valley Stream. He's up next here on 98.7. Rich, what's up? Hey, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. What's up, Rich? Um, Thank you. Thank you. So um, here's the thing with John Morant. Like, I hope that kid gets some help, some serious help. Um, But me personally, as a, you know, him as a ball player, I never really like his game. Because I've always thought that, like, you know, he's a 5'11", 6'1", 6'2", at best. And he wants to play bigger than his size. Um, he wants to play above the rim. Um, me, personally, that's not, you know, the type of play. I, that's not what I want my point guard to be. Now, as far as the Knicks, um, I want to say, like, I, I agree with you with the last caller and, and, and Richard from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, there's no way you can convince me that um, – Knowing that the Knicks needed scoring in the playoffs, there's no way you can convince me that McBride was a better option over D Rose, the former MVP. Um, so even if you give the guy five, you know, I, I don't say ten minutes, give him at least five minutes, see what he can do. Um, the Knicks couldn't score outside of Jalen Brunson. Um, now, then I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking about like you know, um, what, who can the Knicks go after during the off season? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Dame Lillard for at least two seasons? What, what do you think about that? I'll hang up and listen. Rich, thank you for the phone call. Here's what I'll say about that: I, I like Dame. Always been a fan of his game, but the latest reports are that Portland finished with the third pick in the lottery. There's talk that that third pick is open for business meaning that Portland will trade that pick for an established player or two to be able to come in and assist Dame to try to win and to try to maximize whatever top-flight basketball that Damian Lillard still has. You know, he's 32 years old. Look, he's still in a contract for a few more seasons, but you want him playing at his best, right, more than anything else. Forget about how much money he's owed or anything. You want to make sure that, A, he could still do it, which he can, Okay, the guy averaged over 30 points a game this year. He could still play. But more importantly, you want to get somebody that can go in there and continue to take some of the pressure off of him, right? I don't know if if, if Dame would fit here. I know, like, Stephen A., I mean, after the game on Friday night, was all like, you know, bring in Dame Lillard. But would that work? Him and Brunson in the same backcourt? You know, it's like, are you robbing Peter to pay Paul? Does one's presence affect the other and what they do well? Like I said, I think there's better targets. I really do. 800-919-3776. few more calls, then we'll send it up to Boston. Heat Celtics coming up at the bottom of the hour. Dan Grasso Show, 9870 ESPN. I got a case of shin guards. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heat Celtics game number one, Eastern Conference Finals. Last night, I'll tell you, I was thoroughly entertained with the Lakers and the Nuggets. That was a hell of a game last night. It looked like Denver was going to blow them out of the barn in the first half. But then the Lakers made their adjustments. And what they did more than anything else from an X's and O standpoint is they moved Anthony Davis off of Nikola Jokic and didn't make him the primary defender. And by doing that, Jokic actually had more problems because when Davis came over as the help guy, Jokic wasn't as effective in the second half as he was in half number one. And the Lakers, it allowed them to kind of get more stops down the other end of the floor, get their offensive game going. And and you hate to use this expression because Denver earned the win, right? I mean, the, the points in the first half still count just as much. But don't you get the feeling that if that game was maybe like two minutes longer the way the momentum had swung that the Lakers would have found a way to steal that game. If It almost feels like the Lakers ran out of time last night. Like So right now, like going into game two, if I was a betting man, I would probably sit here and tell you right now, I think the Lakers win game two and get the split and get the home court advantage. Now I picked Nuggets in seven, so I'm sticking to a long series, but I, I think the Lakers will find a way to even it up. They had, They did some good things in the second half last night. They really and truly did. And that second half, I mean, the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter felt like it was an hour long. You know, and especially if you're a team in the lead, like you see this in football all the time, when you're trying to just bleed the clock and, you know, you get conservative and you play not to lose and you're just trying to have the time tick off and get out of there with a win. That's what it kind of felt like was happening last night for the Nuggets. Like that time was not moving fast enough. And it was almost like they were just like adding 
adding more minutes on to allow the Lakers to come back into that game. But close, no cigar, as they say. And, and look, these guys, the high-end talent in this series is a lot of fun. Jokic is Jokic. You know, LeBron's LeBron. Anthony Davis was awesome last night, right? Austin Reeves pulling shots out of his you-know-what. You know, and Jamal Murray doing his thing. So just those five guys alone is going to make this series fun to watch. We shall see. Let's say hi to Mark in Long Island. He's up next here on 98.7. Mark, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing, Dan? Good. What's so, up? Uh, not much. I just want to chime in on the Knicks real quick and a little on Tibbs. Um, so I heard some of the recommendations of some of the other callers, and, you know, I'm scratching my head. It's kind of laughable. You know, Joel Embiid and James Harden. I mean, we're not getting those guys. And we don't, you know, knowing Leon Rose is not going to give up the farm right. to get those guys. And uh, so my recommendation is for somebody who is more realistic, and that's Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans. I don't think he will cost so much. He's a little better. I think he's somebody that we could use very athletic. I'm not sure about if he's injury-prone, but I think he's a good player. Two more and, years uh, under contract. Money is, is, okay. is, is reasonable. It's like 33 and 36. That's not terrible. The only thing about Ingram, Mark, Mm-hmm. What is New Orleans' plans moving forward? Like, yeah, meaning, what, what, what what's going to happen with Gian, um, Giannis, with Zion, right? What's going to happen then with them? Well, uh, you know, I like I like RJ, but Brandon would be a step over RJ, and I, you know, it would be some sort of uh, reconciliation. I mean, they, those guys played together in college, so. You know, I think it would probably work out for both teams. Well, no, no, no. What I mean is, what I mean with Zion is, what, what what are the Pelicans' plans as a franchise? Because whatever happens with Ingram, I think they first have to decide, you know, the intention here with Zion moving forward. Because if Zion gets traded, well, then what's New Orleans' next step? Are they just going to blow the whole thing up and start from scratch? Because if you move Zion, you, depending on what you get back in return, I mean, I don't know if Ingram is a guy you want to build around. Ingram is no better than a number two or a number three on a championship team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but isn't doesn't um, Zion have a max contract? He does, but I again, it's one of the most peculiar situations, right? I mean, the guy couldn't play, but yet he's out there on the floor d- during warmups doing windmill dunks and all these other things. Like, what what are the and, and he said, oh, he needs to be in a position where he could feel like Zion. What is the ideal situation, despite all the money he's getting paid, that's going to allow him to go out there and play basketball to to do what he's getting paid to do? That's what I don't understand, Mark. Yeah, that's true. I don't think he's going anywhere, Dan. I don't think I, I don't think there are other teams that's going to take a chance on him. I don't think so. So well, I think he's going to be there. I look. I like Ingram as a player. I I really do, Mark. And I thank you for the phone call. But right now, though, if you're looking at the Knicks, like Brandon Ingram, you're not better than Julius Randle. I'm talking about like regular season Julius Randle, right? Not better than Randall. So you got this guy already. I think if you look at Brandon Ingram, I mean, he's almost like maybe what the Nick fan kind of hopes that R.J. Barrett will develop into. So you kind of have that guy. Ingram is a little bit bigger, but I just think you, you, the Knicks need to target a one You know, they need to target a dude, a guy who's going to move the needle. Brandon Ingram doesn't move the needle. That's why things have to be a little bit more aggressive, I would say. 
Who is that guy? We don't have that answer right now. Probably in the next month we will. You know, because things happen around draft time. That's when we started to, you know, hear the rumblings last year about Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks' interest. Remember, it was right before the draft. And then free agency starts at the beginning of July, and then you're going to see more activity there. You don't have to wait that much longer. That's the good part. Meantime, Rangers are still waiting for a head coach, and I guess if you saw Molly Walker in the post, good job out of Molly, um, catching up with Mike Sullivan, the Penguins head coach, who I think would have been like as, as, as close to an ideal fit to take over the reins of the Rangers if they could have worked something out with the Penguins because he's still under contract for a few more years. But Sullivan put that notion to rest, and he said, nope, sticking here, sticking here in Pittsburgh. I'm here, not moving, so forget about that. On to plan B, C, D, whoever that is. They still got some work to do. Lindy Ruff going back to the Devils. Tom Fitzgerald made that crystal clear today when he did his end-of-season media availability. How can he not, right? Even though Lindy didn't have a contract, how do you not bring Lindy back? Best regular season, numbers-wise, in the history of the franchise. Beat the Rangers. They go to the second round of the playoffs. He's done enough to warrant a new contract. Now, the difference is, though, is that the pressure is going to be on that team next year. So if they get off to a slow start, then you might have something there. Who knows? Jake's in Red Bank. He's up next year on 98.7. Jake, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. What's up, Jake? So I quickly called as I heard you mention Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle. Mm. I want to place too much emphasis. I don't think you really are trying to compare them, like, too much. But what I will say is – I think Julius Randle kind of kills the momentum on, like, half of the possessions they have on offense. And his, like, attitude when he doesn't score, although he puts up big numbers on paper, if you actually want to compare the two of them, I think the mentalities and what they bring off the ball are kind of two totally different, you know, atmospheres. You're not wrong. What do you think about that? You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. But I, but I will say this, though, and, Jake, thanks for the phone call. Julius Randle was all NBA two out of the last three years. Brandon Ingram's never been all NBA, you know? And look, I'm not exactly the president of the Julius Randle fan club. Far from it. But I'm just telling it like it is. You know, Randle's done enough over the last few years to where you would consider him to be a better player. Not to say that Ingram is bad. Ingram's a good player. But I, I just think, you know, Randle has accomplished more. And, and it's a hard thing to say because the Nick fan is not necessarily in love with him right now with the way things have gone in the postseason. Right? He does grind the offense to a halt, especially when things aren't going well. You know, he can get lackadaisical at times down the other end of the floor on defense when his offense is struggling. All the flaws that have been pointed out, you're 1,000% right. Thousand percent right. Look at that. Tim Robbins is at the Mets game tonight. Of all nights, I haven't seen Tim Robbins at a Mets game since the last time they were good. Even like before last year. He's not even like sitting in a suite or anything like that behind the plate. He's in like just the ordinary seats. It's kind of a chilly, windy night out there too. You wouldn't think this would be the game that Tim Robbins would go to. Mr. Shawshank, Andy Dufresne. He broke out of Shawshank to go watch the Mets play the Rays. And for the offense to, again, not score any runs. It's amazing. (laughs) 
Tim Robbins. <laughs> uh, Shahid in Brooklyn's up next. What's up, Shahid? How you doing? Hey, good evening, good evening. Hey, you know, only I wanted to chime in on that that Randall and uh, Ingram conversation. The difference between Randall is that Randall doesn't offer any positional versatility, and I think we get locked in having to play him at the four. And you know, him and I think him and R.J. Barrett, you know, their, their skill sets are very similar, and they don't they they're not great three point shooters, and they're not that great that great of slashes. So I would take Ingram over Randall. What do you think? The way this team is currently constituted right now, you know what I'm saying? You think yeah. that he's a better fit than Julius Randle is? I I love Randle. I love regular season Randle. Regular but regular season Randle. <laughs> but when we get when I, but I, I do like I like how fluid the offense is with Toppin. I don't think Toppin could replicate the numbers that Randle does, but I would think that somebody like Ingram would be would have a better chance of doing that. Well. Look, and Shy, I got to let you go because we're uh, low on time here, but I appreciate the call. Look, it's an interesting discussion. It is, truly. But I just think when you look at the Knicks and their potential targets this summer, I think you have to think a little bit bigger, a little bit greater, right? You have to. You know, Brandon Ingram is, Brandon Ingram is not a guy that's moving the needle for you. Brandon Ingram, to me, look, you got Randall, like I said, you got R.J. Barrett. Like, what, what is Brandon Ingram going to do for you? Let's talk to uh, Aton and Valley Stream. Aton, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Dan? Good, what's uh, up? I just wanted to bring up – I'm good. Uh, I just wanted to bring up Damian Lillard because all the, the Knicks have nothing but draft picks. Portland is nothing – I mean, they're not going to do anything and – Damian Lillard's getting sick of losing. Just bring him in here, add him to the mix, and he's the assassin that they need in the playoffs. I, I don't see what the problem is. But what is that going to do to Brunson's game? It's not going to do it. He'll play it. They can alternate. Plus, Brunson, we know, I mean, I love Brunson, but he has his little injury problems. You can alternate them. And guess what? Whoever's hotter takes over. That's it. All those missed shots that the Knicks mix in the playoffs, they would have beaten Miami if they would have had half of them. Damian Lillard's missed a lot of time the last couple of years, Aton. A lot of time the last two seasons. A lot of games. Okay, played 29 games two years ago. This year he missed, I think, about like 25. You know, he's over 30 years of age. And again, I don't think Lillard's available. Portland's making that third pick in the draft up for grabs. Come and get it, they said. Because we want to be able to bring in another marquee player that can help Damian Lillard. They're going to try to make an honest effort to go win and help this guy get as close to the mountain as possible for all the work that he's put into that franchise. They got to a conference finals once, but that's it. All right, that's pretty much going to do it for us here tonight on this Wednesday evening. Remember, we're going to be back with you tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. 7 p.m. to 8.30, we'll take it right up until Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals coming up tomorrow evening. So, want to thank Joe, want to thank Harvey, want to thank everybody for calling, tweeting, chiming in. Good discussions we had tonight. We'll carry those over to tomorrow as well. Keep it tuned because we're going to Boston here any minute for the Celtics and the Heat. It is Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Dan Gross is saying so long. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at 7, everybody, right here on 98.7 ESPN.